uh, a listener who wanted to talk about being stuck or navigating the valley and remembering the peaks, meaning marriage sucks, but I need to remember, I need to maintain where I'm going because it's really hard. We're gonna talk about why peace is so important in the home. Stop trying to lead and make decisions all the time. You should not be proud if you raised your voice and screamed at them. No matter what. No matter what. I'm Cass. I'm Catherine. Why am I allowing him to do this in front of our children? Why am I allowing this to happen at all? You don't get to say whatever you want to a man and push him to the point where he snaps. I might have been a really bad man the other day, but today I went out of my way to be a good man and she thanked me for it. That you always want to act in the direction you want to go. So he is just a paycheck. What about his needs? We're moral marriage. Let's flip divorce statistics with the new marriage. Welcome to the Moral Marriage Podcast. We're excited to talk about this. Is a question from a listener. I, I should probably tell you guys more. Uh, you can submit a question. Just go to our website, moralmarriage.com. Get the podcast at the bottom. There's a form you can fill out. Submit your questions. This is from. Uh, a listener who wanted to talk about being stuck or navigating the valley and remembering the peaks, meaning marriage sucks, but I need to remember, I need to maintain where I'm going because it's really hard. It's pretty frustrating, isn't it, honey? How many times did you, do you feel like you were, you were putting so much effort into the marriage, into your growth, into our relationship, balancing out, you know, business, the kids amongst everything with all that work for yourself and, how many times did you feel like, oh, my God, like last episode, when will it get easy? Mm. You know, a lot probably, right? A lot, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. You know what I, I think that comes to mind with this one is navigating the valley while remembering the peaks. When it comes to our situation specifically, we had a lot of valleys. <laughs> we, we were like at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah. the Bible calls it the shadow of death. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the same came up from the depths of hell. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It's valley but of the shadow of death. Yeah, yeah. The valley of the shadow of death. Yeah, that's where we were. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys don't feel so bad about where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're there, what I used to remember is I would rem- I remembered who you were. I remembered our good times. I had to, otherwise I never would have made it. And I think when people say, How do I navigate the valley? Well, that's a mindset thing. You can remember what I asked my clients. Before I even take them on as a client, I asked them about what it looked like when they were dating, what it looked like before things got bad. What are some of the things that they loved about their partner? If they can't answer that question, first of all, I can't work with them. But if they can't answer that question, well, they could be really down in the valley. So I might be able to work with them. But the point of asking the question is that you get them to remember that it's possible. It's possible to be good again. It's possible to have that relationship because when you are, um, when you can't, so one of the things I say is, you can't strive for the moon if you can't see the moon. You know, some people say, I want the moon. You want everything. Well, if you can't see the moon, you can't you can't try to get the moon because right. you forget that it's there. But if you remember, this is what it was like before. You you remember that we can get there and this is where we're going to get again. So it's like, this is where we were. We might be in a valley right now. And then you set a goal for this is where we want to be over here. I've, I have a practical tool that I'm going to give you guys later. But I used to call it the light. And I can't really explain it, but I can I'll try my best. And the reason why I say that is because I've talked about this a lot over the years, but the the normal coach out there is going to try to hook you on a sales pitch. They're going to say something like, well, your partner loved you once before. You were hot for each other once before. And they're going to start to get you thinking about all these things. And while all that stuff is true, that doesn't actually help too much because it's more of a logical side and you're feeling like you're in this valley. 
what I want you to think about is, and I'll give you my tool, but ways that you can think of the light, meaning what does it look like where you're together, where you have be uh, above and beyond, be of, that's a combination of, of above and beyond, where you have be of, uh, the the normal, the baseline normal. You see, you've heard us talk about this before, I'm sure, but most people, they spend so much time, like when we ask you, what do you want? You know, what is it that you're looking for? You know, I like to come home and it's just, it's peaceful. You know, I'm not, I don't want to worry about walking on eggshells. I, you know, yeah, where we have, we have some good conversations and, you know, I want to be a team. And like, you're they talking the, about normal. That's, the bare, that's bare minimum. Yeah. Like if, if you think about the light that I call it in the beginning, when you got together, it wasn't like, yeah, you were hot for each other once before. She loved you once before. He loved you, whatever. You guys had dreams. And you need to start doing things like the that person who succeeded the dreams is doing. So your partner's lost their way. You're in a valley. Maybe you've lost your way. You're realizing it. and You want to be the one stepping up. Start doing more of what that person would do and start showing that same light. Not the hoping that they'll see you in the same light. Be the freaking light. So you start showing up. And one of the most practical, or do you want to add anything before I go on? No. One of the most practical tools that I use is something that's called the lover's list. Now, if you've heard the story about the sticky notes, well, I guess maybe you haven't. So the story about the sticky notes, at one point, there was like a thousand sticky notes all over the house. It took me a long time to write everything down that I loved about Catherine, all the reasons why. And put them all over the house and it made Catherine cry. And it was not tears of joy. It was tears of agony, absolute agony. She fell to the floor and it was, I'll let you tell us part of the story. Um, well, I didn't, I didn't believe that. Mm -hmm. I, when I came in the door, I remember seeing one on the door and then I walked in the house and they were sticky notes all over the house. And as I, I was feeling so uncomfortable as I was taking them down, I don't even think I took them down right away. Cause that was a fight I too. Recall. I can't remember, but I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't believe that any of them were true because the the inspiration for the sticky notes was a world war three fight where he called me every name. We screamed at each other. It did not end well. I always used to want to sweep everything under the rug because I was afraid of more conflict by addressing the conflict. So we never got to talk about it. And then all of a sudden I'm supposed to forget everything and have all of these sticky notes all over the house. Is that right. the part of the story you wanted me to tell? Yeah. She didn't believe it because you're, Essentially, all the work that I'd done prior to anything that's love has now been undermined. So all that love in the beginning when your partner's hot for you, you know, you can go get them. They, they were in love with you once and soup, you had all these goals. Mm -hmm. Listen, all of that has been undermined by the new you, the person they only know. We have this expression that we used to use that was like, well, it just happened. So it, it's not the past. Like you literally just did that again. And I can't remember where I got that from. Blair. But, uh, Blair. We, yeah. we yeah. didn't use that <laughs> expression. There we go again. <laughs> <laughs> he, used to, he used to say that all the time. I eventually, years later, started to use it too. But that didn't work for him. So by we, I mean me. <laughs> yes. Um, and so my point is that when you, this ties into the whole, you think you're a great guy, you know, but I did. A th See, when you tell the stories to your buddy, you don't understand why she's upset why she's crying because all you feel like is you're not good enough because she should accept all these loving sticky notes, which is why we had world war 1400 after that. Um, at first I tried, well, baby, of course, of course I mean all these things. And you know, you try to do your thing 
you know, where you're a suck up sissy trying to just prove and talk your way into the head, heart, vagina, but you don't understand. You've already undermined all the bullshit, right? And that's what it is. The, the goals and the dreams before and the light after have now become bullshit because you've undermined everything with all the terrible things that you said, all the ways that you trashed the house, all the ways that you smashed or slammed the door, all the ways that you said, I never want to be with you again, all the goals you said are never going to happen because I want a divorce. I'm sleeping on the couch. All these things undermine it and make everything sound like bullshit. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Second thing is, though, what I learned from that is it's a powerful tool. So I didn't learn this for years. And now I get guys to create what I call a lover's list. So you can write these things down. In order to put a thousand sticky notes down, you don't just start writing notes. It starts with things like you're beautiful. I love your brain. You make me laugh, whatever. And it starts to turn into things to where it's the end of it. It's like, you know, you inspire me to want to learn more because I can't keep up with your brilliant conversation. Like it's like, just my life here, oh, by the way. Okay. So, keep, so keep, I can't keep up with your brilliant conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so if you take the time to do this list and you can spend a few minutes every day, I really, really recommend it. And what happens is in the moments that you might need, Catherine will talk about the 20 minute break that you might need. Okay. I love you, baby, but I need, I just need a minute. Okay, and you can take your phone out and read your notes, all the reasons you love your partner. Now, these are also great for if you want to do a thousand sticky notes or good, you know, cards on Mother or Father's Day or whatever. You can give actual meaning behind what you mean. But but rather than just, you know, boring, you're just a great mama, you know. But at the end of the day, one thing that I learned with working with the men was that it's such a great tool to keep you on track when you feel low in the valley. Valley of the shadow of death. Especially if it's the shadow of death, because you're going to want to remember the peak or life, Mm -hmm. right? And it's it's maybe the only real true way to keep you on track. When you start going down the rabbit hole in the shadow of death, the shadows get pretty freaking dark. The influences that you have in your life because you latch on to people. Who will relate to your pain. I think you just hit the nail on the head, honey. When you are in the valley and you want to remember the peaks, you have two choices. You can be in the valley and you can go lower and deeper and darker and scarier and make everything worse. Or you can shift your mindset. You can make that lover's list. You can think about being the light, as he said earlier in, in uh, this episode, and you can aim for the peak. So you can only, I guess you can go three directions. You can keep going the same way, which nobody ever does in the valley. You either want to get out or you're going to make it worse. So what way are you going to go? It's beautiful. I like that. I'm glad that you caught yourself there because uh, we tend to often agree that we're settling, we're coasting, we're flying, but no, it's getting worse. You guys have to start being honest with yourselves. It's getting worse. It gets worse with every rotation. The valley does get deeper and deeper. The hole gets darker and darker, no matter what you want to look at it. And the best way to understand this is, you know, think about the people that are just roommates. I guess you won't know because most people don't talk about it, but people are, just get into this roommate stage, right? You're really good at planning things for the kids and life or whatever, you know, working together. You Balancing know? the finances. Everything's paid. Everybody gets to their appointments. And so, you you know, you think you're coasting, but it's not, you're not coasting. 
you're feeling worse. You're feeling more and more disconnected. The conversations are getting less and less intimate. You know, all all of this stuff starts to change and the coasting becomes, you start being more insecure. What happens when the kids move out? Oh no, like where are they going to go? Am I going to be with them? I can't live like this. How is that coasting? It's actually getting worse. Mm -hmm. So start creating opportunities where you can use that love, that light, and start creating the opportunity to make it happen and following it. That's it. Yeah. See you guys next time. See you.